the famous Red Sea crossing, the great deliverance God had been speaking of, that the Egyptians, they saw that day, they'll see no more, is contained in Exodus 14, which we read yesterday. And the praise now in Exodus 15, the response of the man of God, Moses, and his sister, Miriam, and all the people. Exodus 15, entitled, The Song of Moses. Shout of victory, song of thanksgiving. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. This is immediately after what we see in verses 30 and 31 and all the verses before that in chapter 14. Exodus 14.30 says, So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. The enemies were no more. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant, Moses. Right after this, the great song comes from Moses and the children of Israel. I will sing to the Lord. So the people sang this song to the Lord, to the Lord. It was unto the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed, triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. I've quoted this so many times from Exodus and also from the book of Psalms. To say in our prayers, in my prayers, the Lord is my strength and my song. He's my light and my salvation. He's my strength and my song. As uh, the chorus that we sing sometimes, you are the words to my music. Listen to the Lord. And you are the song that I sing. The Lord is my strength and song and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise Him. They're coming closer to God, having seen the mighty deliverance, the mighty miracles, the compassion and the power of the Lord, the faithfulness of the Lord, all that He's been saying, He has done. Moses and the children of Israel said, He is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of war. He's a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. 
His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. His fierce enemy was suddenly brought to a complete halt and overthrown and destroyed. All the people that seem to have so much valor and so much power threatening the lives of the children of God, Pharaoh's chariots and his army, he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. There's a repetition. There's an emphasis about the promise of God, the faithfulness of God, the compassion of God, the deliverance of God, an emphasis on who he overthrew, how he overthrew the enemy, and exactly to what extent they were washed up, quite literally, as they washed up on the shore, dead. God puts an end to our enemies. Hallelujah. Every Red Sea experience that we have in our lives, similar to every Goliath experience, God rises up. Once he rises up, it's over for the enemy. We can call into our God and say, Oh Lord, I need you, my Father. In this situation, I need you, Lord. The enemy, David said, was too strong for me, but God came and struck him. He struck the ungodly and break or broke their teeth. God steps in to defend us, to bless us and deliver us, no matter how threatening the enemy looks. He goes into detail and is rehearsed again in the Psalms and elsewhere. This mighty deliverance, as we said, the book of Exodus is pivotal in the Bible to bring forth this redemption that came out of covenant which came out of God's concern and his love for his people he gave a covenant he made a covenant particularly with Abraham and he followed up on it to the promised seed Isaac through whom the Messiah will come to Isaac's son Jacob and to Jacob's twelve sons those twelve sons and the descendants of those twelve sons, including Jacob, they came into the land of Egypt to seek refuge during famine under Joseph's care, their own flesh and blood, it was brought providentially into Egypt for their deliverance. And the new Pharaoh rose up, who didn't know Joseph, and he began to oppress the people of God, even as they grew in number, he felt threatened. And Satan incited him to commit infanticide. It's genocide of babies. And he began to make the lives of the Israelites even more miserable than before. God was watching and he remembered what he told his servant Abraham. For how many years they'll be, his descendants, slaves in a foreign land? God said, I'll bring them out with great spoil. And he has done it 
It's detailed here because it reflects the plan of salvation for you and for me. God promised that He would deliver us. He sent the Messiah. He went to the cross. He died on the cross. And His blood flowed from Calvary's cross to cleanse us from every sin, every impurity. Oh, hallelujah. What a precious salvation. What a precious deliverance. And we see also, sadly, after this song, how ungrateful they became and how they began to complain again. Trouble that ensued. We spoke yesterday of the awful, hideous sin of ingratitude. And not just ingratitude. Stepping impudently, brazenly, defiantly, arrogantly into complaining and murmuring. What has God done for us lately? Sometimes the enemy will try to incite us to speak against God. As Job's wife did. But we know better. He's a holy God. He's an awesome God. He's a wonderful, promise-keeping God. He's my merciful God. I will sing to Him. I will rejoice in Him. And whatever is happening, I will commit myself and my situation into the hands of the one who caused the exodus, just like He promised. The one who caused my exodus out of Satan's dominion, Satan's tyranny. The same God who brings us out and says, I will give you rest. Follow me. Follow every step that I take. Stay with me. Listen to my instruction. That's life for me. To enjoy the freedom and the totality of the salvation. The fullness of it. And so they sang this song. It's a reflection of our song. And thanks even to God. In detailing, O oh Lord... You delivered me from that prison of asthma. Oh, hallelujah. Nobody could help me. No doctor could help me. For me personally, my God delivered me from that prison. It was a true prison. As if I was walking around with tons of weight upon me. I couldn't even expand my ribs to breathe how many years of attacks growing up it seemed as all hope was lost God came through gloriously set me free I can breathe and I can worship him I can do his will no more fear hallelujah and so we insert our situation what is your story for some it may be relationships that were toxic Venturing out into trying to find peace and follow the fashion of this world and some people trying to find satisfaction and giving their bodies over unto relationships and activities that are downright harmful for the soul and the body and the mind and devastates and corrupts everything. But they thought this is the way everyone's doing it. And who rescued us from that? God Almighty. Could have died from diseases, from the vengeance of people. Who knows? Others know very well what other vices and traps God himself rescued us from. It's our song. God came through. 
He's my God, my Father's God. Those of us who have parents and people in our generations who don't fear God, they don't know God. We can say, my Father's God, who? All of my fathers in the faith, my father Abraham, my father Isaac, my father Jacob, a Gentile grafted into the olive tree to become one with the people of God, to become a person who belongs in the family of God, a son and daughter, truly full-fledged citizen of heaven with all the authority and rights and privileges of a child of the king. Hallelujah. Who did it for us? Our God. This is our song. He's my God and my Father's God. All who believe God. As Jesus said, who's my mother? Who are my brothers? Who are my sisters? Who, who's my family? The people who really hear God's word, they do God's will. That's our family. Our true family. I read again, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying this right after watching the enemies washed up dead on the shore. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior mighty warrior. He's a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, has dashed the enemy in pieces. And in the greatness of your excellence, you have overthrown those who rose against you. Praise be to God when people rise up against us because we belong to the Lord, we're his children. They're rising up against God. So long as we are abiding in him, our enemies become God's enemies and God's enemies become our enemies. They rose up against you, Lord. You overthrew them. You sent forth your wrath. It consumed them like stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright like a heap. The depths congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. That's what the enemy said to us and about us to the Lord. God's answer to the enemy, our enemies, was you blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness? Who is like you, O Yahweh, among the gods? Who is like you, the great I Am, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders, 
You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed it. You and your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. We're marching, all of us. We're marching toward our heavenly Canaan because someone delivered us from our Egypt. Glory be to God. Oh, and the saints go marching in. Lord, how I want, I enjoy, I rejoice to be in that number because I belong to God. He's redeemed me personally. Each of us can fall at the Lord Jesus' feet and proclaim in detail all that He's done. In as much as we pray sometimes, in our family prayer perhaps, in our church prayers, to pray to the Almighty heart to heart and say, Lord, He rescued me from utter foolishness, Lord. I did things that I should have never done. I associated with people and I was a part of the darkness, Lord. And spell it out in detail, whether I was doing drugs or being immoral or violent, ungrateful, leading others astray, all kinds of evil, destroying one's own family because of participating in sin and blasphemy and rebelling against God. Lord, He had mercy when I was like that. He redeemed me. You overthrew my enemy. He was too strong for me, Lord. Ah, oh, Lord, You delivered me from the snare and set my feet in a large place. You brought me, Lord. You enlarged my steps. You blessed me. You gave me a brand new life. Who, this morning, can ever deny that it was God and God alone who prevented us from dying and going to hell. We're caught up in foolishness. How many people have gone to hell? His great mercy upon us and our great joy to say you redeemed me. Every time we call for prayer, Pastor and I, every time we call for testimony, it's God saying, are you grateful for what I did for you? Shouldn't we be fighting for that spot on the line, saying, i got to give glory to God. Hey, can I afford to forget even one day what He's done for my soul? We have to rush to glorify the living God. Who is like you, O Yahweh, among the gods, who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise is doing wonders. You stretch out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The people will hear and be afraid. Sorrow will take hold of the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom will be dismayed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. He's talking east, west, north, south. Everyone will know. Our God has wrought 
a mighty deliverance from an impossible situation because he's the God with whom all things are possible. He has lifted up his right hand, sworn by his name, the covenant he made with our forefathers and he fulfilled it in Christ for us. Just as it's written here in the song, Rahab said the same thing. Our hearts are melted. All our, all our people in Canaan here in Jericho. We heard what your God did to the Egyptians. Trembling will take hold of them. All the inhabitants of Canaan will melt away. We don't need to fear anyone or anything. God will step in and put fear upon them on our behalf. When we abide in our God. Don't take matters into your own hands. Turn to God. He will deliver you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear and dread will fall on them. By the greatness of your arm, they will be as still as a stone. He will freeze them. Silence them. Till your people pass over, O Lord. Till the people pass over whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord told Moses, here's a sign. When you go to Egypt and you deliver the people by my power, you come back to this mountain where you've met with me. This holy mountain, the mountain of God. Signifying also the promised land of God, the Zion of God in Jerusalem, the tabernacle of God, the temple of God. God said, we'll be planted. The book of Psalms, it says, we're like olive trees planted in the house of God. In the garden of God. God takes care of his own. Oh, what a privilege. You will bring them in, Lord. You will plant them in the mountain of your inheritance. In the place, O oh Lord, which you have made for your own dwelling. The sanctuary, O oh Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horses of Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. Why did Moses sing this song? We see, before and after. What exactly happened? All this to glorify our living God. For the horses of Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea. We jump, we dance, we exult in God our Savior. We exalt His name. Because He's wrought a mighty deliverance. To be thankful to God every day. What a transformation in our lives. Instead of looking around bored or dissatisfied with life and grumbling and complaining, I wish this was better and he was better and she was better. Why is this causing me to be bitter the focus is off. That's the problem. When the eyes are off 
of the excellent Lord Jesus Christ, our very life. All of these other evil murmurings come about. Lack of thankfulness. Complaining. Thinking about plan B and plan C as the Israelites would do very shortly. Get into chaos and confusion. No matter how much food we have, how much money we have, how many things God has done for us, it's never enough. There's a lust for more. Only to find out when that more comes by our own manipulation many times. There's a bigger void. We have to go for more. What is the end of pursuing things apart from God? Of being dissatisfied when we have the greatest treasure? What happened? We need to remember what he did for us. Keep that fresh because it was real. We really came out of bondage. Hallelujah. All of us. God had pity upon us. And he promised to do what? Bring us in. Establish us. For the horse of the Pharaoh went with his chariots and his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. He showed the difference again in an ultimate way between his people and the enemies. The older sister of Moses took a tambourine. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel tambourine in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. Notice what kind of tambourine playing and what kind of dances these were. They were holy. With one focus, not on how I look and how I sound and how people look at me and what I feel. Trash. I'm doing it unto my God and that's all I see. An audience of one. Oh God, my body is holy unto you. I rejoice with trembling. These were holy women at this point. And Miriam answered them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. Never forget, never be shy, never withhold glory from God's name. Tell God and tell the devil and tell people my God rescued me from the pit. He rescued me from the devil and all of his host and he overthrew them. He gave me great deliverance. Hallelujah. I will forever praise his name. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness. They crossed over the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Who knew about this? God knew about it. God was testing them. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. 
When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. God is very patient. They complain before the parting of the Red Sea. They complain after the parting of the Red Sea here. Right after this song. Because all of a sudden there's a lack. There's a problem. There's a an obstacle. And as soon as the obstacle comes, woe is me, where's God, and why God, and why did you say this servant of God? You know how many people, they quickly turn against God and turn against the servants of God? We've experienced that, unfortunately. It's grieving because it's against the Lord. So quickly you can turn to complaining and ingratitude. And then question, why did you prophesy this? And why did you say that if this is happening here? The arrogance. Instead of being humble and saying, Lord, what is your plan here? And why am I in this situation, Lord? What have I contributed to this? Uh, have I been complaining? What's my attitude? Has this gone sour, Lord, against you? Against your very word of prophecy? Your blessing for me out of the goodness of your heart, O oh God, and speaking through your mouthpiece, your servant, to give me that deliverance, to prophesy, to give me that good word to comfort me with the prophecy. Because something didn't fit into my understanding of the puzzle, all of a sudden become bitter and complain against God, become a veritable Mara myself, Bitter waters. Can you imagine the shock God feels? He feels shock. Even though he knows the end from the beginning, he's shocked genuinely. How could he do this? How could this even enter into your heart after all I've done for you? You question me, get upset with me, complain against me, murmur against me, speak against me and against my servants. It's recorded here for a reason. The people of God complained against Moses. And even here, God didn't directly address it. He's patient. He's so patient. But we should never mistake God's silence or His patience for His displeasure when we rebel. And he gives us more space. Because God shows exactly what's the right thing to do. And what's the wrong thing to do. Right here. In Exodus 15. We need to make the choice. I will glorify God. I will be forever grateful to Him. When an obstacle comes in my path. When it looks like God's plan is not working. It's not God's plan is not working. God has allowed something to see where I really stand. Is my heart really with my mouth when I thank God and pray? Or is there something else going on? Let the mirror of God's word expose this completely and say, Lord, you show everything, Lord. Don't hold anything back, Lord. I want to know what's going on in my heart. Would you search me, Lord? See if there be any wicked way in me, Lord. I don't want any part of it, Lord. Oh, you give me everything, Lord. I can only give you glory. 
he complained, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. God will solve our problems. Hallelujah. He is good. Hallelujah. He's almighty. He will give us joy if we've lost the joy of our salvation. He will restore everything. He will bless us. He will open the way in the wilderness. He will divide the Red Sea for us. He will do everything for us. Everything till we come safely into heaven with great joy, great spoil. He will do it. He promised it. With all the promises of God, we're not in the dark. The entrance of your word gives light. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Everything is clear for the children of God. Because he gives light in the darkness. And in the night he's working. For who? For his beloved children. For you and for me. Let's settle it in our hearts. I will never complain against God. I will never start scratching my head and saying, God, what happened? Why did you say this, God? And Oh, servant of God, why did you prophesy this? And what's this about? And begin to cry and weep and moan and throw tantrums. We have to grow up. We have to say, Lord, you've given me all of this in the Word of God. What's the use? You expect me to be different. You showed the wrong way and you showed the right way. You expect me to learn from that, not to repeat it. There he made a statue. He did the miracle right there. Made the bitter water sweet. He will turn our water into that fresh heavenly grape juice. He'll also turn our bitter experience into sweet. He knows how to redeem his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the great I am. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Such a good God. I'm your healer, the Lord says. It's just an example right here. You had a problem. You had something that was broken. You have something that was diseased. These waters were diseased with bitterness. God came and healed the waters. He said, I'll heal you. I'll heal you. I'm your healer. I'll take care of you. I'll make everything right. You have to do something. Diligently listen to my voice. Give everything you've got to hear me. Don't shut my voice out. Don't turn the other way. Don't turn your back to me. Listen to me. Do what is right in my sight, not in your sight or anybody else's sight. Give ear to my commandments. That will keep you right. And keep all my statutes. Then I will put none of the diseases that are brought upon the Egyptians. For I am Yahweh who heals you. Hallelujah. Then they came to Elam, after that bitter experience, where there were 12 wells of water, good water, and 70 
palm trees. The number seven is in there. They came out to this blessed, tranquil prosperity. So they camped there by the waters. Heavenly Father, cause every word that we've heard from this book that you've given us to eat it, to digest it, to be nourished by it, and to live it. You are mighty, almighty God. I thank you, Lord, for delivering me, Lord, from darkness and confusion, failure and disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, my healer, holy is his name. Gloriously he has triumphed over my enemies, over his enemies. Hallelujah. Father, pray, strengthen us, Lord, with this word to go forth proclaiming the name of the living God, Jesus Christ, everywhere. Be full of your joy. And to do your will, Father, to keep your commandments, to listen to your voice, to give diligence, to follow through in everything you told us to do. To be grateful to you, Lord, my God. To encourage each other, to bless the name of the Lord. And to keep our eyes focused on the Lord. So we can walk on water. So we can be healed. And every obstacle and every bitter experience that may come our way. You will transform it, Lord, for your children. You are my Lord that heals me. And the Lord shall perfect that which concerns me. I thank you, Lord, for every brother, every sister, our family. Bless your people, O Lord. The glorious way today, O my Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.